It is the Chicagoverse United audio podcast cover story series, featuring interviews with the premier talent in the Chicago music community who are making the lead stories this month at ChicagoverseUnited.com. My name is Haima Black. This week, an interview with Ben Afsey, Zach Benkowski, Timothy Cap, Yusu Kim, and Matt McGuire of Hemingbirds in support of their new album, The Vines of Age, out now. Here's how that sounds. Hi, I'm Black, backstage at Metro, and I'm here with the members of Hemingbirds. Um, Zach, Tim, Yusu, and Matt, how's it going, guys? All right, how are you doing? I'm all good, man. You guys are playing in just a little bit here tonight at Metro, so we'll try to make it quick. I know you guys got a lot to take care of, but let's look back for a second. How has the year been in 2012 for Hemingbirds? Uh, good. It was mostly a lot of writing because we were trying to get a record done by early summer and it ended up taking longer because everything always takes longer than it should and we ended up uh, finishing in the end of summer instead of early summer but that was awesome so so far it's been really good and we got a lot of stuff done this year yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, definitely just like we wanted to get a record out and it just took a lot longer than anticipated so after a lot of time and sort of frustration and trying to get it out as soon as possible we're happy that we got it out this year well, yeah, I mean, obviously I wanted to talk about the age or the Vines of Age, which is the new full length that you guys just released, like, maybe two, three weeks ago, and congratulations on that, first of all, because really, it's a stellar, stellar record, man, for real. Thank you, thank you, much appreciated. I mean, I've been listening to it really pretty nonstop, and again, I'm not saying this to you guys, like, it's really a tremendously strong record, um, and I'm really impressed by it. Like, how has the response been from anyone else who's heard it, whether it's Fans, friends, press, anybody else. By the way, this is the best pet talk we've ever had before a show, so, <laughs> so thank you. Uh, so it's been really cool. People seem to be really responding, uh, responding really well to it, and um, people are saying you know, like, really good things. And uh, we all feel really proud of it because we feel like the hardest thing to do was to have all four of us be happy with stuff. So we always kind of felt like we were compromising all the time, and then we would all just be unhappy because we're all compromising. <laughs> But um, I feel really good about it, and people that I've talked to seem to like it a lot, which is awesome. It's really cool to hear that. Yeah, I mean, uh, from the reception that we've had so far, I mean, WXRT played us, and they liked it, and we had our album, uh, one of our songs from our last album played on WXRT before, and, you know, they were impressed by the leap that we had, so it's definitely reassuring that we're not digressing at this point. Yeah. Well, you know, I heard it, and really, it sounds like a record that should be on XRT, and I don't mean local anesthetic, great show, but I mean like XRT regular rotation. I mean, this is such a mature, realized record, and I'm not trying to like kiss you guys' ass, but how much work goes into putting a record like this together, where it sounds like the end product that is now out? Um, it was It was weird. I mean... It was kind of hard because the four of us were writing together for the first time for this record, so it was sort of a gamble there to see if like we could actually make a very comprehensive record that was cohesive, and I'm pretty happy that it turned out that way. I think we all had the same mentality that we wanted to be as cohesive as possible, and uh, it's sort of like a loosely based concept album, so in that regard, I think we had that running along kind of as the spine of it to keep it consistent as well. Well, talk about the concept. Like, what was the thought behind that? Was it something that you guys had, you know, was it was it you singular? Or was, it, was, it, was it all of you guys? Was it something that you came up with for this album, or was it something you had in your head for a long time? Um, I don't know. I think we're all going through the, the motions of being a 20-something right now and can identify with getting older and having to sort of shape up your life and 
I mean, the, the entire album sort of revolves around that of how you have to get older and deal with actually being a legitimate adult. Um, and yeah, I think just the, the concept of the album revolves around that. Well, I saw the pics from the Beat Kitchen. And you, uh, I know you guys just did like your um, record release show at Beat Kitchen a couple weeks ago, and it looked like it was really packed. Was that the case? Oh, yeah, it was awesome. I, that was probably the coolest show we played up until this show. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best show we did until this next show we did. Yeah. Yeah, it's really exciting to be at the Metro. Like, there's a lot of nostalgia here. Like, my first, what I consider my real concert was uh, No Use for a Name, uh, Mad Caddies, I think. It was with yeah, you. And uh, another Scott band, I can't remember whom. But, uh, it, yeah, it's playing here is, the, is kind of like a dream. Like, I love, I'm so happy that we're playing here. Yeah. Well, you know, I was looking um, at the Facebook page, really digging in to find out about you guys, and I saw that you used Kickstarter for the production of this record. How was that experience, like, as a whole, and was it your first Kickstarter? Um, yeah, it was our first Kickstarter. At first, I was a little apprehensive about it, just because I, I didn't really like the idea of asking fans to give us money when we're already asking them to, you know, support us as much as possible, but um, I think you just have to go with the idea that they're there to support you and they want to support you, and I think it's been really, really, you know, kind of overwhelmingly heartwhelming, just because the number of people who, people you haven't talked to for years to just throw themselves out there and say, like, you know, I haven't talked to you in a while, but I support what you're doing and I admire, and here's some money to help you keep doing what you want to do, so... I don't know. I think I thought it was awesome. What were some takeaways that you guys had from the Kickstarter experience, from the crowdfunding experience? Like, what were some things that maybe you were like, "Oh wow, that worked really well." Look at the response. Or you tried, you know, one one or two approaches and thought, "Wow, this is not the way to go." Um, we figured out. Uh, I know I've heard some failure stories about Kickstarter uh, that uh, people offered kind of intangible rewards, like high fives and hugs and stuff like that and it didn't work we'll wink at you so i think i think we just uh offered pretty good uh rewards that kind of matched up with the amount of money they were worth and all the pre-order for cds and uh t-shirts and stuff like that was just basically like pre-selling merch and copies of the album which i think is the smartest way to to reach all your core fans and raise your money reliably what were you guys doing to promote the kickstarter you know and in turn also the record was it just you know simply like facebook and twitter or was there more to it um it it kind of worked out in a funny way where we wanted to get the kickstarter out early while we were doing the record but we were so caught up in making the record that we couldn't get the kickstarter out in time and by the time we had the kickstarter set up uh, the record was done. So we set it up sort of as like a pre-order and marketing towards the album. And I think that was sort of a, a thing that people usually don't do. And I thought that worked out in our best interest um, of being able to share the finished material, um, songs at a time, while we were promoting it through our Kickstarter. Well, you know, what's the plan for the record now? Because it's out. It's got, I think, a really good head start. You know, you guys are on XRT. I know you're on Vocalo. And it looks like it's getting a lot of love. Where do you take a record like this that has, I think, a lot of strength to it, you know, to continue moving with it? It's, it's hard to say. I, um, you know, you just put it out there and you, you play shows and you just sort of hope that people like it. And I think with this, like, I'm just, I'm kind of realizing how sort of scary that is. You can invest all this time and money into it, 
and then at the end of it, you just hope that it works out. Whereas, you know, if you go to college and you put in all that time, you're guaranteed to get a job for this. It's just you realize that the risk is so, so high for it. But you know what, man? I mean, if it makes you feel better, there's a lot of people going to colleges who don't get jobs if they graduate, you know? So this might not be any more risky than going and getting a bachelor's degree at this point. Cheaper than tuition, I guess. Oh, man. That's the new rock and roll slogan, cheaper than tuition. <laughs> I was saying the Vines of Minimum Wage yeah. It's the subtitle of the album. Well, I think this is a really, like I said, honestly, a very impressive full length. I think you guys can go a lot of places with this. I think you need to get it out on the road, get people listening to it, get to colleges, because there's a lot here that people are going to want to hear. So really, like, congrats on, I feel like this is a very gushy interview, but I'm very impressed with the record. And I want to see you guys take it really, really far. So best of luck with that. Thanks, Simon. This has been the Chicago First United audio podcast cover story series. Thanks to Hemingbirds for being on the show this week. Check out the group's new record, The Vines of Age, out now. You can find past episodes of the Chicago First United audio podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with audiences, Scott Lucas, Gold Motel, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at dynastypodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.